Hey y'all, we're the Geek Freaks. I am Frank, and today I'm joined by Jalen. Hey, hey y'all. And we got Tyler. What's going on, guys? Yeah, you remember my name now. I appreciate yeah. that. So guys, just a heads up, this is going to sound very different because we're recording in person for the first time in I don't know how long. Many years. Quite yeah. a long time. Yeah, so it's good. I mean, I think the last time actually you were there is when we were at the convention. Yo, that's right. Yeah, that's there. right. Where it all started. Yeah. Man, that I missed that Westside convention. That was good. I'm, I'm ready for some conventions. I haven't gone to them as much as I thought I would. The next is SAC Anime. You guys going to SAC Anime? I'm not doing SAC Anime. No. When is yeah. that? Do you know? It's uh, beginning of September. Hmm. Could probably go. We've got media passes for it, but it's kind of like a lot going on. It's fun to just go and be in the audience and not, you know, not work. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. Maybe I'll do that. <laughs> yeah, I don't really feel like hustling all the interviews, yeah. which I know for the listener listening right now is like, what the fuck? That's what hey. I'm here for. If you bust out your phone and do a couple TikToks while you're there, I'd say that's, that's a, it. a yeah, day at work. We'll show the floor from Sack Anime, guys. Check it out. It is like mm-hmm. the biggest convention of northern this part of Northern California. I've narrowed it down quite a bit. Okay. <laughs> Uh, we're going to go over the news and then we're going to talk about Tyler's show is heading into their season finale is coming out this week. They want to talk about that as well. But first, let's go ahead and get into the news. Uh, we've heard from the Pokemon company this week. Their COO came out and he said that, look, guys, we know the games suck recently. They've had a lot of problems with uh, no, glitches and bugs. We've all seen the videos on TikTok and whatnot. And he said that they're going to be refocusing on not changing the lease schedule, but adding more people to quality assurance and stuff like that. Uh, do you guys realize that the Pokemon games are starting to slip? What do you think over there, Tyler? In regards, because the last Pokemon game I played was Pokemon Shield. Yeah. And I think there was good and bad. It's it's one of those where I think people are so critical because of what we have now. We of have course. 4K gaming. We have all these graphics. The Nintendo Switch is just not that powerful. It really isn't. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, I think there's, like, the back and forth of, like, well... Nintendo needs to make a better quality console. Well, yeah, they could make a better quality console, but now instead of paying the $300 for it, now you got to pay six, you know? So there's there's a back and forth on on that aspect in regards to that. So you're kind of sacrificing. They're sacrificing, hey, we're not looking to do, you know, the the beautiful graphics. We're not looking to, you know, appeal to that audience. It's for the families who are looking for an affordable game, who are looking for an affordable console so that they can still enjoy gaming with it. If that's the case, then why do they keep trying to increase the capabilities of the Pokemon games? Because if we look at the Pokemon games, they've gotten so much bigger. Mm. So I feel like, okay, yeah, you guys know the limitation of the only system you release on. They should address that, right? Yeah, I think there's some things that they just need to address. Just like generally, like, I think the team just needs to be bigger. I think it just yeah. needs more people on board because it's the largest franchise for game. It's... That's a great point. Yeah. Is Pokemon the largest franchise? In I think it is. I mean, Mario's got to be close. Mario's up there, but I think Pokemon is like the number one standing franchise. Okay. So it's it's something that Nintendo's got to put their foot down and eventually just say, hey, like we need a full staffed team on these games, on the shows. Like we need it to be full, full court press. I think of the Switch, like day one buys, I think for me, it's pretty much just Pokemon at this point. So really, mm-hmm. yeah, I expect for them to Hold my attention. What do you think, John? When's the last time you played a Pokemon game, first of all? The last one I played was Pokemon Go. So it's been a while. Okay. And yeah, that yeah. doesn't count because it's totally different. Pokemon Mobile. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Con, that's, was, that's Connor's game. It was that's his go-to. It was fun. And I was excited that, you know, the Pokemon was changing the way they do things by, mm-hmm. you know, going mobile. Uh, I don't play mobile games, by the way, for the most part. Uh, but I wonder, now that we're talking about how, you know, Pokemon's doing a pretty bad job of making the games, maybe Nintendo should put some pressure on them to sell the rights to develop their games to a bigger 
company who's better at making high quality games. Is that something we want? Do we do we trust any other company to run the Pokemon brand? Yeah, I mean, what name some of your favorite games? I would like to see a Pokemon PC open world game would be really cool. Where you yeah, no, we have some that are like fan made. Yeah, there's yeah. fan projects that are like right. That, which Here's my problem, John, is think of how bad the DLCs could be. Like if, if EA for some reason were to buy it. <laughs> That's true. Oh my you, God. Yeah. Paying for Pikachu hats. And costumes, yeah. yeah. Costumes yeah. for all the Pokemon and, you know, power-up potions for different moves. Rare and candies like for five bucks. Rare candies, yeah. Oh, I think shit. that's the hard. Actually, Pokemon Go. Think of how Pokemon Go is. Yeah. It would be that, but in the real game. But I think there should be some kind of limitation legally within at least our country on what DLCs, how much DLCs can be pushed in the game anyways. And I think in regards to what you're saying about Pokemon Go, they've actually made some drastic changes from when the pandemic happened because they had certain things that were available for free that they were getting certain items for free and they were able to reload a certain amount of items. Something in regards to that, I haven't really sat down and played. They changed their ranges so you could play from home a lot better and stuff, yeah. And then they took that away, Mm -hmm. which makes it even harder because those people who were out in like a country area where there's not really a lot that Mm -hmm. now they have the opportunity to like actually level up and actually go and raid with people. Because I think the big thing was the remote raid passes, which allows you to raid with somebody if they invite you to a raid. Yeah. So like you could be out in the nowhere, somebody invites you to a raid and you have the remote raid passes, great, you can participate in the raid and mm-hmm. still get experience points and all that kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. I think with a third party company developing it, there's risk and reward. But at the same time, I think Pokemon is Nintendo's like favorite kid. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it's they they don't want to let that go. They don't want someone else to to take the reins on. So I, I think it's just a tough situation where Nintendo either needs to put their foot down and just get more people on board and get a bigger team to be taking care of it. Yeah. Or if you're going to give it to a third party, you really need to thoroughly think through who you want. That's what they're promising to do. They're promising to, to step up the quality. Mm. I mean, let's just see it in the proof. They got a de- they got a new expansion coming out mm. for their latest game. We'll see. We'll see because I mean, it's it's sort of ridiculous. I mean, only Bethesda gets away with that kind of baloney. <laughs> yeah, the truth matters. No, but it is yeah. much. I will say the one thing though with the Pokemon Company, I do like what they did with Pokemon Legends Arceus. I like that they kind of took a different twist yeah. on a Pokemon game where it was more about you're kind of sneaking up on Pokemon and you can either just elect to catch them or you can go to a bet versus, yeah. you know, oh, you know, you're walking through the gas and now you're just stuck in encounter, stuck in encounter, stuck in encounter. Right. Stacking up on those versus, Yeah, versus like with Arceus, like you can catch a high level Pokemon. It's a lot harder to do, but you can still do it. So yeah. I think there's some good in that. I still have to try that one out. I know that, I know that everybody's talking about how good it is. And a lot of what that game did, they were wanting to move forward in the regular games mm-hmm. with, so I do need it. There's a lot of games. <laughs> Next up, David Yost, the Blue Ranger from the old school days, is coming back. He's going to be, okay, so I don't know if you guys had a chance to watch it. Did you watch the 30th anniversary Power Rangers thing? We did a live stream. I did not. No. So they brought back the Blue Ranger, the Black Ranger, and then they brought back a couple other people. And mm-hmm. it was a really nice homage to Millennial Power Rangers and still giving hints to kind of the future of Power Rangers. And you could tell after that, especially David Yost is like, I love being the Blue Ranger. And so, you know, he's definitely older, but he's still fit. He's still able to wear the suit. He wore the suit in the show. Mm-hmm. And he's going to be their mentor. So he's in the Power Rangers mythos now. He's like a good Elon Musk. Mm-hmm. He's got all his money. He bought a huge property and he hides there 
their for, uh, headquarters on this property so nobody can come onto this property and find it. Yeah. But he's a huge adventure, so he's kind of like the... Like the old Bruce Wayne. Old Bruce Wayne. It's a Batman Beyond. Yeah, oh. I like that. That's pretty cool. I, I've been meaning to... I, I've been meaning to, but also holding off on uh, buying the comics because they're, they're by Boom Studio, right? They are by Boom Studio. They, yeah. they, they look so good. I like Boom Studios. The, the comic covers are like a little bit thicker or harder material. It's like yeah. they, they look like they can hold up to, you know, me geeking out over them. More book than paper. Yeah. Yeah. And but I'm also like, should I be the, you know the 33 year old guy that's buying Power Rangers comics? <laughs> I will say, Joe. And actually, that's where our generation still participates in Power Rangers. Yeah. Is in the comic books. Mm-hmm. So there, I mean, the artwork is like anime manga level and mm-hmm. very, very high, highly done. Um, not to keep bragging about stuff, but you know, we did actually interview the person who's in charge of those comics, our yeah. explorers. But uh, it's a very, very good comic book run. You should actually check it. And there's a TMNT crossover at one point that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the comic books is actually where you should jump. Yeah. Okay. And of course, Boom Studios does gargoyles and stuff, mm-hmm. so they're awesome. Did you, by the just off the topic, did you hear about the other Gargoyles comic? I heard about it from my favorite TikTok channel. Oh, okay. But uh, I haven't seen him yet. I, I'm caught up on uh, the regular Gargoyles run, uh, but yeah, I haven't seen any of the spinoff ones yet. I got to catch up on the regular one, but yeah, there's only two episodes out of Dark, two issues out of Dark Ages, so yeah. that's a must. That's a must. Um, would you guys be interested in watching a Power Rangers series at your age? Yes. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. I think like... Because I remember watching Power Rangers as a kid, like mm-hmm. watched it a couple times every so often when my sister wasn't watching. Right. And I think with like the modern age, I think it'd be interesting to see how they go about it. Because mm-hmm. I think a cool idea would be to take the individual stories of the Rangers and portray that in a series mm-hmm. and do okay. that on different episodes. So like, oh, you're following the Black Ranger outside of his, you know, he is a Power Ranger. But what else does he deal with? You know? Yeah. Yeah. So I think it'd be interesting if they put a little twist on it to gain like a deeper understanding of the individuals rather than it just be like, you know, the team. And, yeah. And they just the Black Ranger it. had a really good story because the Yellow Ranger dies in the 30th anniversary. Spoiler alert. But he, she dies in the 30th anniversary. The actor died a while back. And so now the Black Ranger is raising her daughter. Yeah. And, and it's cool. a real respect thing. It's, it, I tell you what, that 30th anniversary, they hit you in the feels. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, Tommy's not there, of course, because he passed away. But Jason and Kim also didn't want to just participate. Wait, Tommy passed away? Yeah, Tommy passed away. Mm-hmm. Wasn't he huge on social media? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I, didn't, I feel like I'd just seen him like a year ago, probably. I know. He's been at conventions that we've been at. When yeah, he, yeah. He passed, yeah. What the heck? That's crazy. So, we're getting old and, you know, things these are bound to happen. Um, but, you know, if you guys want to jump back in, this one looks really good. They're actually taking the Dino Fury team. Upgrading him to what's called the Cosmic Fury, mm-hmm. and Billy's going to be their mentor and be suited up too. He's going to join them as well. There's another Blue Ranger though too. So does this look like it's going to be geared like uh, targeting our age group, or is it still for young kids? And it's still for young kids, but fandom. they've been doing it for a while now, where they make sure that there is some nods to the adults in the room because mm-hmm. there's a thing like we saw we see with all animation now. When you watch Bluey, yeah. where the adults in the room are like, I get it's really gone. Yeah. There's that going on. The in Easter eggs, too. yeah. I, I would be more interested, I think, to see them do it like Marvel does, where we're the primary audience and the kids just happen to like Iron Man 2 because, you know, he looks cool. Because he's Iron Man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's really made for the kids who are reading it as comics as yeah. kids. And then, you know, kind of. I, I think know, it'll be interesting both. What, what types of nods they put into it in regards to like the old Power Ranger series and stuff. Like, I'm interested to see like how they decide to do the scenery of it, because I could see them doing an homage to like those old Power Rangers like having their suits somewhere mm-hmm. within the confines of the place and like a you know like 
gravestone essentially, but you know, like where they have the suit up and you know the description of the ranger. Yeah, you know that. Yeah. Kind of stuff. So I think it'd be interesting in that regard. It's a good way to expand the world. Mm-hmm. Or they they're all in the headquarters in like glass cases, like yeah. a memoriam to each of the mm-hmm. each of the different members. One of the big things with the cosmic theory group is that they're going to be space bound. They're going to be traveling through space mm-hmm. a lot to go fight things. So it might be a little bit more sci fi. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be cool. Apple has a new series coming out called Monarch. This is going to be called, uh, this is going to be a spinoff for Godzilla. And it's following a group called Monarch that hunt down these monsters from the Monsterverse. Mm. And it's going to be showing a story in two different times. One in the 50s and one in modern day. Kurt Russell's in the modern day one. And we're going to be seeing how this family's been tied up in this Monarch hunting group for a while. And Godzilla's there. It looks really good. Have you guys watched a lot of Apple TV shows? I have not. I have Apple TV. I have access to it now. I haven't set it up yet. Uh, there was a couple of shows that I was interested in, but I just, I haven't, you know, really spent the time to watch it yet. Severance. I, I just, I just don't yeah, have it. So <laughs> it's really cheap. Ted Lasso, Severance. Yeah. I will say as a person who subscribes to way too many streaming platforms, I would say Apple TV is on par with HBO. Really? Okay. It really, oh, they do man. a lot of good, but they just don't get recognized for it. Yeah. But like, if you look at the award show, you're like, oh yeah, Severance just won a bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they have all kinds of stuff. Um, or the other one that Thomas was just so about. essentially they're making Monster Hunter the but it'll be good. TV series <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean yeah, they're just basically no. making a two set version of Monster Hunter the key is it's going to be a lot more about like political intrigue mm-hmm. the government's been hiding monsters remember because like yeah the movie it's good this is going to be following up the 2013 movie so it's going to be like okay, okay. so the Mar- so America knew about these since the four, uh, 50s mm-hmm. so what have they been doing with it how have they been hunting them down this yeah. whole time so it's going to be a little bit of that, like a little MIB. Uh, I was hoping this was going to be a Venture Brothers spinoff. <laughs> no. But will you have Venture Brothers news? Oh, do it. Yeah, thank you for that. Oh, I appreciate nice. that. Smooth uh, segue. Yeah. I want to claim. I'd be interested to see what homages they do now. Yeah. Because I think a there's of- a lot they could that. Yeah. Huge, huge history. And even Japan is now releasing their own Godzilla movies again. Uh, I still think the Americans do a better quality one, but I know that there are some purists out there that think the Japanese ones are really the only ones. Um, we live in a good time for Godzilla fans, let's be mm-hmm. honest. Pretty good. Okay, so real quick, let's jump over to that, that Venture Brothers thing. So there's a Venture Brothers movie that came out and it's hitting, it was like for the, where you buy it digitally. Mm-hmm. And it's the actual finale to Venture Brothers. Mm-hmm. It's going to be coming out to like regular streaming on Max next month. Mm-hmm. And in preparation for that, Adult Swim right now, guys, is streaming every episode of Venture Brothers just free on YouTube. It's a live stream. Mm. We're just constantly going. And what's really cool is like, you guys know the comment section of, a, of any stream is always toxic as all hell. Yeah. Yeah. This has actually been like, oh, I love the monarch when he does this part. Oh, I love that line. You're like, yeah. it's actually super wholesome at night. Yeah. So nice. it's been pretty great, actually. Yeah, I got to get in on that. Yeah. yeah. Is there somewhere you can stream those episodes like through a... Max as well. Oh, okay. oh yeah. Does that make sense? Okay. Mm. But it's been, I mean, it's kind of nice just because every so often it's now suggested all the time on my YouTube because they know me. And I'll just like click in there and be like, oh yeah, I remember this part. This is good. And then yeah. I'll just see a little bit of it while I'm doing yeah. other things and pop out. Yeah. yeah. Just like live TV used to be back in the day. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Warrior Nun is, has been saved. I, either of you guys watched Warrior Nun. I haven't had the chance. No, I've never heard of it. Where is that even? Oh, wow. Um, what is that on? It's a Netflix show. Oh. And it's wildly popular, but it's one of those things where it has a super fandom, but... Yeah. Not enough people. Uh, Last Airbender status. Yeah. Oh. So anyway, so they did four seasons, I think it was, and then it got canceled. Well, they did a crazy hashtag Save War- uh, Warrior None campaign. Mm-hmm. It was huge. And they got their way. Netflix is now worth three movies wow. in the Warrior None world. Talk about saving. That's pretty cool. Yeah. 
Uh, the idea is that this young girl wakes up and finds out that she's like, I think she's branded with this. Basically, she becomes a nun that hunts down demons, part of a, a club of them that do it. Mm. Uh, it is a very cool show, high quality, really. Uh, I will admit, Jonathan, something you're not going to like is there's a little bit of that teen drama stuff that goes on in there, mm. of course. It's okay. I like, I like the new Little Mermaid that had a little bit of that stuff. So. There you go. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, is there any show you guys can think of that deserves being saved like this? Well, I'm thinking like this would be an awesome way to do a crossover to bring back that Constantine series that you like. I love that. Idea. <laughs> I those together. Like, it sounds a lot like Constantine the way you talk about it. Constantine, does, he's getting the, the movie. They're going to do a sequel. Oh, that one that was canceled or the... Um, of Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves, yeah. yeah. yeah I know okay. that one that was canceled. Matt Ryan was the Matt actor Ryan, in that there one. There you go. Very, very good. But mm. unfortunately, you know, they don't know what they're doing. <laughs> <laughs> Here we are. Yeah. Can you think of any other show that you'd want to bring back like this? Oh, one that got brought back and was just kind of meek and disappointing, and I hate to say, was Heroes. Heroes was so good. The first, I think it was... I don't know. Season of three seasons or something like that when it first came out. Okay. And then, yeah, they brought it back and it was just, I don't think they had the same funding and it was maybe they were just testing the waters. They were aimless. They were aimless at the end of the first batch, really. Yeah. It's probably the people that made Lost. With that whole like carnival, remember the whole carnival season? Yeah. That was such a good actor though. Oh, Oh, man. It was so cool. But yeah, it's amazing. They didn't have a good, yeah, they didn't have a good uh, focus or or, uh, story planned out like you're saying. Yeah. But you think it was at all? No. Do you know the phrase Save the chili to save the world. I've heard the phrase. Yeah, that's I've heard the phrase. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I don't know why that transcended the show. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I've yeah, I've seen green that, in you. That was super good though. Yeah, it was a world where superheroes existed and they they were kind of like yes, yeah. yeah, super good. Um, Kings. I keep bringing this up, and I told Thomas he needs to watch. This is going to be a challenge at some point. I'll challenge accept oh, it. Kings. Yeah. But it's Ian McShane. It's a world where such a good actor. Uh, it's it's a whole different dimension, really. But but it kind of like uh, leans on the the biblical story of. Gotham or not Gotham, Goliath, <laughs> and being defeated by David and stuff like that, okay. and then it kind of tr- extrapolates that out, mm-hmm. and it's so mm-hmm. good. Ian McShane at his best. I mean, that's you, yeah. if you put him in a movie or, or show, you're fine. That needs to be brought back. Yeah. Ian McShane, everything like that. Mm-hmm. Bring about that. Now that we're kind of at a slow point now with the. I know they're bringing out the Continental, but they're not going to do a whole lot more with John Wick right now. Mm-hmm. Boom, get him busy with this. That'd be good. You know what show that makes you think of those? One that you really liked was Boston Legal. Was so good. So good. Yeah. And now, obviously, the, yeah, the actors might not be able to come back for that. But uh, there's a new show, a reboot of a really, really old show with Kathy Bates. Remember what that's called? She's going to uh, be, so be a lawyer. Matlock. Matlock. There you go. Yeah. The trailer for that looked really good. I don't yeah. know if it's out yet if, or if I'm missing it. I got a lot of shows to watch. I'm like, it's on Netflix. So the Kathy Bates did a show called Harry's Law. God damn, I know too much. Stuff. Oh, yeah. She did a show called Harry's oh, Law man. where it was basically her as a lawyer, but they did it in upstairs. She took over a, a new uh, shoe. It was really oh, good. Yeah. Very, very good. But it flopped. And so I think that's why they were like, you know what? You're going to bring back Matlock. Who do we bring back? Kathy Bates. Man, she's so that. good at that. Yeah. Misery. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> All right, last round up for any shows that you think should be brought back? I mean, I, we yeah, watch it. Except you're a watch list. Yeah, I'm saying this is just adding to the watch list. Yeah. We only My watch list from like 8 to 32, so. Yeah. Uh, Barbie dominates, breaks the 1 billion mark. For WB, it's the most successful movie ever in the U.S. Wow. Crazy, right? Wait, so like any movie that's been in a theater from in the U.S. WB, oh, in from the WB. US. Oh, yeah, okay. from WB. At least they narrows down a little bit. Like, Jesus, yeah. that's a lot. Can you think of some of the WB movies that, that just beat the hell out of no idea harry potter oh really I was dark knight t- yep. yeah oh, oh of the like weekend release though right not or no the lifespan of the movie lifespan of the movie yeah really yeah oh my god yeah that's crazy, that's crazy. harry potter yeah. w matrix it beat matrix wow yeah 
So Barbie's where it's at. So I'm going to tell you guys, I watched it. Yeah. It was not the best movie. The story was just okay. I was very in the middle. Yeah. It wasn't a bad movie, but it wasn't a great movie. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's a lot of that nostalgia, right? And there's a couple parts that hit me in the feels. Like great references. I will say that they did reference a lot of different stuff. Like my wife and my mother-in-law watching. They're like, oh yeah, we used to have the, you know, like they were doing the same thing. Essentially what I did with the Mario Brothers. Yo boy, that Mario Brothers. Yeah. But I'm saying like, it was that same thing where yeah. I saw her like, oh, I recognize, I recognize that. I had this one, that's you cool. know, and I'm like, yeah, that's so cool that there's that correlation. So yeah. it was, it was super cool to have. I just love to see it. I've been busy. So I haven't seen that or Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer is my main one. I really want to see. Yeah. My wife and I want to see that one too. Yeah. What were you about to say, Joe? Well, there's that whole like mother daughter relationship mm-hmm. and stuff in the story. So like being a parent, it, you know, hits you in the feels and all that. But it was it was a good movie in the fact that it you know made you feel real emotions. But overall, the story was kind of weak. Yeah. And I can't believe it's doing so good. And I honestly, I think they just unlocked something here with the like you were saying before. They're going to be making a whole bunch of new movies. Yep. That it's really the nostalgia is paying off. Like oh yeah, everybody's kids had Barbies or knew somebody with Barbies, so they're bored. And you know, maybe the right to strike kind of makes it hard See, to do movies. Does this become another movie or does this become a series? So they, they said that they're going to try to obviously continue the Barbie story somehow. They don't really know how. But they're also Mattel, I think it's 43 Mattel's projects right off the bat. One of them is going to be a dark and gritty Hot Wheels franchise. Mm. So I'm like, okay, if I'm, I'm in, in on this. I'm in yeah. on this. Yeah, I mean, we'll definitely watch that, but with like cooler cars. I'm kind of looking forward to that Twisted Metal series that's coming out. It's already out. Oh, it's already out? Yeah, it's already, yeah you can watch it already. It's on Paramount. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, I heard it's not bad. Yeah. So you got Paramount. Check it out. Um, some other things, I, mean, I know that they're working on the Nerfs series or Nerf movie is hmm. coming out. So there's a lot of stuff out there. They're going to do a Polly Pocket, which I'm like, okay, that's Barbie. Yeah. You know, you know I don't know. Dollar Store Barbie. Yeah, Dollar Store <laughs> Barbie, yeah. Uh, there's, who knows what else? There's 43 different projects. Yeah. Uno, they're doing an Uno and I, they got somebody like 50 Cent to be in it. <laughs> really? That's so crazy. <laughs> somebody big. So yeah, there's definitely a lot to, to do there. Uh, with the Barbie movie, let's go ahead and give it a great since we were talking about it. Uh, out of five dream houses how many dream houses is it i'm gonna say it's like a solid four i'm gonna do four dream houses four dream houses yeah okay what about you i'm about the same like three and a half the three and a half just because it's yeah it's so in the middle because some of their jokes really hit yeah and there's other times a joke it just it's three with a detached yeah. garage in the car yep <laughs> it's three with the car oh, on the side what the hell yeah <laughs> three three with the car on the side there you go yeah um, yeah, I still have to watch that one, but the Mario, you call it Mario, but that was one of them that, yeah, me and Squeaks were sitting next to each other and we're like, oh, he's got to do this. Bam. Bam. When, he, Bam. when he spun Bowser at the end, I was like, yeah. yes, this is 64, there it is. <laughs> yeah. That was so, yeah. And the cool thing is too, is like, there were little subtleties in the room too, with like, there were other NES games, yeah. SNES titles and stuff. I think there was a Star Fox reference in the room somewhere mm-hmm. as well. So something like that. Yeah. They had the, like the original Plumber Man or whatever that was. Yeah. There. Jump the, Man. Jump Man. That's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking of gaming, over in the UK, two games are rising up on the charts. They just beat out a ton of other companies. I'm going to bring it up right now. But can you guys think of the two, three Xbox 360 games that are dominating the UK charts right now? I feel like it would have to be Call of Duty because that's a popular one. They're both Call of Duty games. What okay. are the best two Call of Duty games from the 360? Well, Modern Warfare 2, obviously. That's number one. Yeah, okay. Black Ops 2, right? Black, the original original looking Black at the Ops. website. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say the original Black Ops, but I think Black Ops 2 is more popular. Those games are beating out Hogwarts Legacy, released this year. Okay. FIFA 23. FIFA 23 is huge. Or, I'm sorry, that's F- F1 23. Sorry, not FIFA. Yeah, FIFA's F1. number one. Minecraft. The 2022 version of Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. Wow. And Diablo 4. One of the wow. biggest games of the year. So Why? 
Why is because they optimize the server so that it's easier to play multiplayer, all those things. Uh, okay. And people are like, you know what? There's no DLC. Let's go play that instead. And they can get them cheaper now, right? It's yeah. like 20 bucks versus the 60 or 70 yeah. for the new games. There was a sale that was on the uh, digital storefront mm -hmm. for the Xbox 360. And so they bought them up. They yeah. bought a bunch of copies of those two mm -hmm. games. Yeah. And you don't have to worry about like somebody buying a gun that's going to make them stronger than you. You yeah. just play multiplayer Modern yeah. Warfare. That, so that shows the the game developers that the consumers want just those old school games. They don't want all the DLCs and they don't want, you know, to be able yeah. to, you know, spend money to beat everybody else. So that was know, something too that uh, we discussed in our shooting games topic was like, I think the thing that there's this weird balance in shooting games where you can't let it be too stale because what happens is you have your CSGO where Charles was playing CSGO for long time, long, long time. But after a while, he's like, it's stale because nothing changes. Yeah. Whereas, you know, in the Call of Duty franchise, you can change up the way you play. The guns are somewhat balanced, you yeah. know. Same thing with CSGO. There is balance there, but there's clear guns that are just significantly better. Mm -hmm. With those old school Call of Duties, you kind of have the ability to play around with different setups and different yeah. play styles versus... In the modern era, it's just as soon as one gun is the best, mm -hmm. it's up there. And it's the meta, yeah. And it busts things up. Yeah. I hope you guys add that to your me and uh, me and Kevin were talking about like if we bring back pushing buttons, we gotta talk about meta. I think that'd be a really good topic for you guys over mm -hmm. there is like meta gaming and how that yeah really messes up a game. Mm -hmm. It can. Um speaking of metagaming, is there a certain game where it changed how you were gonna play because the meta was more important than how you enjoyed it? Honestly, classic Tetris. Yeah, like, honestly. So that's a good point. There's a brand new play style that they're using now that's called rolling. So instead of like holding the arrow buttons left and right to move the pieces, mm -hmm. they hold the controller upside down. They put their thumb on top of the arrow and they hit the back of the controller yeah. into their thumb to mm -hmm. create faster piece. Mm -hmm. And you, you basically on that controller. Yeah. When and, you're you can the and you can basically outlive the game. You can basically live indefinitely so long as you can get the pieces to the right place. Mm -hmm. But the downside of it is now you just cut out a majority of the population of high level players who, I mean, the argument is you can learn how to do rolling. Anybody yeah. can learn it. Yeah. But the counter argument is like, hey, now you got the old school players who, you know, they're playing this dash style and they're great players. They're yeah. And you're getting these amazing scores. Records, but this well, and now they can't, yeah. you know, they're, the argument is like there were two original, the original like holding the arrow dash players yeah. that got into the main tournament mm -hmm. and there were 64 people who qualified for the main tournament. Yeah. Two out of 64 were playing the old school way. Mm -hmm. 10 of them were That's hyper tappers. Crazy. The rest of them, I think were rollers. Yeah. At least to my knowledge, I think a majority of them. Was, but Do you feel like it's just not as fun because of that? It's yes and no. And I think they've actually found a way to balance it because now, because level 29 is where the pieces drop at one frame per second. So it's yeah. supposed to be quote impossible. But what they did is now, so... Basically, the way the game works, you go from level 18 to 19, you go 19 to 29, and now they say, okay, now for rollers, they built this whole new program into it. Now you have from levels 29 to 39 to play out, mm. and once it hits level 39, the pieces drop at half a frame per second. Mm. Oh, so wow. now it makes it go even faster. So the pieces, you can still get them over with perfect movement, mm. but now you have to hit every piece with perfect movement. Yeah, yeah because you're moving the piece and it moves two ticks for everyone at that point, right? Yeah. God damn. That seems so impossible to even play. Like, I, I, to me, that doesn't sound fun. Yeah. yeah so yeah. at that one, I think the line's record for, it's called double kill screen. Mm -hmm. I think the line's record for it is 11 lines. 
Yeah. And that's the most anyone has ever cleared. So, yeah, but that's like just an example, like even with old school gaming, there's still meta changes. Right. Over time. It's the same thing with like Smash Brothers Melee. Over time, we've seen it's such a balanced roster of characters that you see different characters get into the championship ring. You know, Yoshi, who was considered a low tier character in that game, won a championship. Pikachu won a championship, you know, so. There's a lot of different balancing and different types of games and metas and stuff. And I find me, it so funny I, as a League of Legends player, and even actually as a World of Warcraft player, they do it there too, but somebody will win the championship with whomever, mm-hmm. Ezreal. Now the next day, everybody's playing Ezreal thinking they're going to be that championship player. Like, no, that person's been training a unique character yeah. for years to get to the, where they're at right now. And it's interesting you bring that up because fighting games are the same way. Are they? Yeah, yeah, I bet. Because you have somebody who, the guy who won it, his name's Amsa. He's a player from Japan. He'd been playing Yoshi for 15 years. Yeah. And his highest placing before he won the championship, I think was like third. Mm-hmm. He had gotten third, Ooh, fifth, yeah. seventh. He was placing top 10 consistently. So they knew he was a good player. It's just a matter of, you know, he just knew how to utilize the character in such a way and just had so much experience in matchups and stuff. Yeah. And I don't really know League of Legends and you know, World of Warcraft and if you guys have necessarily like matchups in regards to that. Yeah, there's, there's counters and stuff. Okay. Yeah, this is like translating fighting games into oh, your yeah. guys' terminology. Yeah. There's a bit of everything, and I'd be, be really interested to do like I've seen topics with like trading card games where they're like they take Magic players and they have them guess if Yu-Gi-Oh cards are good or bad. That's a I would idea. love to do that with World of Warcraft. You tell me, out. yeah, you tell me if it's like is this character good or bad, and then for me, I get like five fighting game players. Or I give them. you a class, you got to tell me, okay, tell me what this class does in yeah. situations, thing like that, and then we'll do the same thing for fighting yeah. games. Yeah, it's like staple or stinker because it kind of gives yeah. you a little more of a yeah, 50-50 yeah, 50-50 than yeah, trying yeah. to describe what something does. I like that idea. Yeah, save that for later on. That's a good one. I like that idea. Yeah, but I think it'd be it'd be really fun because I've seen League of Legends and I've watched like the professional circuit and stuff. Yeah, it's amazing. I have a general idea of what goes on. I yeah. played it once or twice, so like I I kind of understand it. But it'd be interesting to see how you guys see my views of stuff and mm-hmm. how I'd be like, okay, well, this character uses a lot of this stuff, gets X speed, can get this ranking. Cool. Like, I think he's broken. Yeah. And it's like, and it all depends. Sucks. One thing that's, and I'm sure it's the same thing with fighting games when you're doing the like, ELO is what it's considered. Okay. But like, this character is so strong until you reach this point in the rankings. Then all of a sudden, the meta beats them out in a certain okay. way. But also, no, you actually want to switch over to this. Character so essentially, your, your, your ELO is a tier list for Yeah, ELO is, is the old what the old tier list used to yeah. be called. They still call it ELO. A lot okay. of times, you're a good player. Yeah. <laughs> okay. No, no, it makes that makes because like for me, I translate a lot of stuff of to fighting game terminology. Yeah. That's how I learn competitive Tetris. ELO is your, yeah, your ranking. Yeah. So it used to be back in the day, like by the mm. thousands, now it's like gold and platinum. Yeah. I haven't played it in a few months. What sucks is when you stop playing that game, what many? Oh boy, I'm trash right now. Yeah. I have to warm back. Well, I think up the same like thing happens with uh when you play the online chess game too. I think your ELO drops if you don't play for a certain oh, yeah. amount of time. Well, this is seasonal. So every, okay. every season it resets, but generally okay. you get it right back up. Uh returning to Xbox 360 real quick, guys. Uh they were shutting down the shop on July 29th. So the digital shop on the, you know, you can't buy Xbox 360 games anymore. Still can play the ones that you've already bought, and you can still download them. Uh you can still buy physical copies and play those, and you can still play multiplayer. 360, though, you guys got basically a year to buy what games you can from there and keep those in your library. Is there any 360 games you guys feel like as a staple of all of gaming? I'm going to start us off with Elder Scrolls Oblivion. Mm, I think that's a staple. If you like RPGs, I would argue it's better than Skyrim, at least storytelling-wise, definitely voice acting-wise. I think that's a a must-own. Dalton, you got any on the top of your head? 
say Halo. I'm I'm pretty sure you can play all the Halos on the Halo three yeah, Halo systems too. As a as probably my, I would say the Xbox 360's strongest Halo. Yeah. Mm, Halo DST, oh, Halo Reach. There's a lot of good ones actually. You're right. Yeah. 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 I, I would say for Connor, on behalf of Connor, he would say Halo Reach. Yeah. That Halo was Reach. that was the one he grew up with. Yeah. Um, for me, it'd be Marvel versus Capcom three. Oh wow. Yeah, I, I didn't think that, that that's one. a great fighting game. I'm yeah. not good at it in any form, mm-hmm. but I think it's just such a fun game. It's so interesting and intricate and just like, it's it's just like, for me, I think it's the peak of the Marvel versus Capcom series. Yeah. I think it like, there's the most potential so well. there. Yeah. Yeah. That's such a good cover thing. Mm-hmm. Um, anything else you guys could think of with Modern Warfare 2? Of course, we Skate talked about three. that. Skate 3. Skate 3. Did I play Skate 3? I don't think I did. Basically... The t- it's like a tone it's basically tony hawk but not tony hawk right isn't it like tony hawk but also a little more realistic mm-hmm. okay. yeah so i i played a lot of skate three in high school and i really enjoyed it just because there was such just like you could take the game your own way you could yeah. go through the missions and progress through the game or you could just go do a bunch of tricks have fun and and like you could do i think what is it called bone crusher or something okay where essentially you go into this mode and free fall and you get points based on how many bones you break Oh, that's so, cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or I remember I had like a wrecking version. Remember yeah. on Burnout when you have to try to crash many cars? Oh, oh yeah. That yeah. was fun. Yeah. in Burnout 3. Demolition Motors. Yeah. yeah. God, that was a good game back then. We used to play that game so much yeah. back in the day, guys, when games weren't so readily available for you kids. That yeah. is a podcast. I don't you know that's play game. a game for like a year. You became a master. Yeah. Like, there's yeah. a reason we we know that you can go to space and Diddy Kong Racing because yeah. we had to play long enough to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I would say, what else we got out there? Crackdown. So, Oh yeah, two games. I totally forgot we're from the 360. Bioshock, which is oh that's amazing. Yeah. Oh yeah. And Orange Box, which had Portal, the first Orange Box. I, I don't think yeah. Portal, the original one at least. I don't think it was sold independently. No, only Orange Box. Box. Yeah. Was Portal Two not buying Orange Box now? Was Portal Two Xbox 360? No, I think it was Xbox One. Oh uh, yeah. Well, Orange Box is so funny because they're like, oh guys, we're bringing Half Life. You know, to the, so you guys can play Half-Life. Yeah. Team Force should be on it too. He still never played Half-Life. Borderlands. Nobody cared, man. It was all about that. Borderlands. Which Borderlands do you think is the best Borderlands. One? I haven't played any of them. Yeah. I've seen gameplay, but my my podcast group, we agreed that Borderlands 2 was probably the best Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. I haven't been. I beat Borderlands 1. Mm-hmm. Borderlands 1. Borderlands 2. I could tell like the co-op of it was really good. Yeah. So guys, keep an eye on the 360 shop. As it gets closer, they're probably going to drop some sales on there, I'd assume. And it's your chance to fill up that library. And again, if you buy an Xbox Series X or S, you can still play these games. Mm-hmm. They're in your library. So check that out. Uh, moving on to our next thing here. We had a new trailer for Netflix's uh, Scott Pilgrim anime. Mm-hmm. They wanted to clarify that this is not going to be a faithful adaptation of the comic book series or even the movie you guys are familiar with. But it is... Um, Basically, anime version. Have you had any thoughts on this? It, to me, it looks just like the comic book. I look visually, you know. Yeah, I haven't seen anything about it yet. I like the movie. <laughs> I wish it would stick similar to, you know. Yeah. That'd be, it'd be funny if they made like a spinoff series from the, the movie. The story will be that of the movie, but just yeah. like the, the fine details, you know. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I haven't seen anything about it yet. Yeah. That's going to be coming out on Netflix pretty soon. That looks super good, in my opinion. Why do you think Netflix is investing, and who's doing the same thing, matter of fact, uh, investing so heavily in anime? Maybe they're seeing that's a void that they haven't tried to fill yet. I mean, there's a high demand for it. Pretty, I think it's pretty full at this point, as much as they've I, been making. I, like the last like four years. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. it's more of that anime can go in any direction. It's very freeform. Okay. You know what I mean? Because there are animes on completely different subjects, completely Fair. different topics. And different feels. Know. Like, yeah. like, you know, I, I, I think from a day one user or a watcher of anime, they might assume, 
oh, they're all going to be kind of silly or something like that. Yeah. Like, oh, not not necessarily. There's some that are serious. There's some that are a more casual, fun. Some are more comedy based. Yeah. Like there, there's basically a group of anime for every select individual. And for me, like I didn't get heavily into it. I did watch some, but not you know to the degree. But I think they see that there's such a wide variety that. There's not really a bad direction you can go with. It. Now, can an anime be bad? Yes. Oh, absolutely. But I've seen them. Yeah. I don't think that there's anything they're like. Hey, why don't we make you know one based on high schoolers who are battling each other? You know, mm-hmm. like high schoolers who have superpowers. Mm-hmm. You know, that kind of thing. So there's there's a lot of different stuff that they can do with it. So I think they see the free form behind it. I, that's a really good point. I think one of the things too is I think Netflix is losing the battle of content. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, you look, this next generation, they they see anime as the holy grail of storytelling. Mm-hmm. So let's make live adaptations. They got the One Piece coming up. Mm-hmm. And then let's make some of the IP they already know into anime, which they know is always generally really good storytelling. So they're trying to they're trying to grab that that gen the older Gen Z, younger millennial group that know that, that that's where it's at. Well, I'm I'm wondering too, is maybe anime, you know, we used to watch all these different cartoons that were American animation. Maybe this Japanese style anime is what the next generation wants to see. Maybe they're seeing the current teenagers are looking for that kind of content. I mean, you guys are going to an anime expo, so yeah, it'll be interesting true, to see true. what you guys see through that. But I know growing up, I never really watched anime. Either. Russia, yeah, but not yeah, like a lot. And Avatar, if you consider that anime, I, I still I do, consider it. I think most yeah. anime fans don't, but yeah, American. I yeah, think it, I think it's a beginner's anime. It's yeah. not traditional anime, but it's something that like if you're gonna get your toe in the water, yeah, it's kind of the direction, the bridge between yeah. the two worlds. Yeah, for me, I've been, so I've been watching, I've got the second half of basically season four of Attack on Titan. Mm, yeah. And I have sat in that couch over there, we're in my living room right now. I've sat in that couch right there freaking cheering in the middle of the night because I can't go to sleep, <laughs> but I'm watching these uh, Titans and this yeah. amazing, yeah. it's just so freaking cool. Like, I maybe five episodes in and I'm like, okay, so if I get a sweatshirt that has this logo on it, <laughs> and Squeeze has been telling me to watch this for years. He's like, come on, Frank, finally. But I'm like so into it. Uh, the storytelling is great. Now in season four, it drops off hard. The storytelling is really bad yeah. for the first like five episodes. Then it picks up out of nowhere. So, you know, th- I was just telling Thomas who he, interestingly enough, we talked about this on Challenge Accepted. He doesn't like t- Attack on Titan, but he likes My Hero Academia a lot. And I'm mm-hmm. telling him, I don't care for My Hero Academia because it's a little too kiddish and joking. Immature. Yeah. Immature. Yeah. yeah. I still am going to watch it, but it's, I'm like season, I'm on episode 12 of that one mm-hmm. and I'm not, it's not hooking me like this one. So. You know what? I did watch a little when we were younger, and I'd I'd be interested to watch it again now and see if it if it's still as good as I thought it was. Is uh, Big O? Yeah, remember that, that intro, man. The, yeah, and there's like so much going on in that like mysterious backstory that they kind of slowly unfold. Yeah, and so I wonder if watching it now, if that would still be as exciting as it was, and maybe they could remake that. In regards to anime, do you guys think that they should take like video games and turn them into like an animated? series like think, Japanese anime yeah God of War would be really good that mm-hmm. way which I know the, I know Amazon's making a live action God of War but I think that would really be a good anime yeah I think for me like I mean a game that I always go back to about regardless of it being an anime or regular live action whatever Sly Cooper I mm-hmm. love the Sly Cooper franchise and I yeah. think that just the story they don't need to make a new game or anything just the first three games you could make that into easily an anime what if the team that made like because I'm thinking Guardians of the Galaxy, we got we got how Rocket looks. Can we get a live? Do you would you want to see a live action ish version of Sly Cooper? I would. Yeah. I wouldn't be opposed to it. Now, did they they attempted it in 2016, and it kind of had the Sonic backlash where 
one of the characters, Murray, he's a hippo. Yeah. And it's hard to make the dimensions of a hippo look normal. Right. right. Because they made it like, the way that I viewed it is like his body was way too big for his head. Yeah. So like. The hippos are thick boys. Yeah. But like his head was significantly smaller than the other character. Yeah. So it looked just really off. And the same thing, uh, Bentley, who's a turtle. Yeah. I loved him. Yeah. So he kind of looked like if the Ninja Turtles didn't have muscles. <laughs> so he looked kind of weird. They're dirty cousin. Yeah. But no, I, I would just be interested to see the animated version. I didn't know that they even attempted this before. They like, attempted it and it was immediately taken off because it got okay. just such negative. Like people did not like the way they did it. And I think they just dropped it because they were like, nobody. Was it Jack and Dax or the dude? The live action Jack and Dax? Yes, they are. And Jack better not talk. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Yeah, it's because it's the same. It's the same thing I think that's going to happen with like a Link movie. Yeah, because if Link talks, that's just going to be going to ruin it. It's going to be weird. But how do you make a live action movie without him talking? Like for the for the mainstream people who have always heard of the name Zelda, have you not seen Mandalorian? You can make a character mm-hmm. with emotion with a helmet on. You can make a character have well, emotion. Yeah, he still talks. A, yeah, but like you can still give a character emotion without having him have to talk. You know what? Then the emotional punch is the moment he does talk for like mm-hmm. one line or whatever, and he's like, "I love you too, Zelda." There are something. Like that. Yeah. Imagine how well that can be made in all different countries too, because you don't have to translate much. Fair, that's fair. Zelda, I, I think after the the way that Mario worked off, I think that's a guarantee that's going to happen soon. Mm-hmm. They definitely have to make. That. Oh, speak like a, a good example is the book of Eli. You watch the first fifteen minutes of that movie without any speech, right? I love that, Dan. It conveys good emotion. Like if you I'm can, saying, there's yeah. there's a way to do it. Yeah. yeah, and I think it's either going to be a very hit or miss if he doesn't talk, or if he does talk, it's going to just be really awkward for mm-hmm. us in our generation where we grew up with him not talking but younger generations will be like oh this is so cool you know new hero nintendo like man it'll get them into the game yeah so. all right that's it for the news we're gonna move on to a segment we're adding into the show um i didn't tell you guys about this but surprise <laughs> yeah um so over on our tiktok on headlines and on our social media we always talk about the comic books that come out that day so you guys could i thought you know what? let's give you guys a warning so we're going to tell you about the comic books coming out next week. New comics come out every Wednesday. Try to support your local comic book shop. I'm going to go through my top five right now so you guys can see what I'm looking at here. First off, we have The Amazing Spider-Man number 32. This was bringing in Craven. Now, Craven, of course, is going to be, he's got his own movie. There, He's going to be in the Spider-Man game. He's the main character of the Spider-Man game. Clearly, they're trying to make Craven a bigger character. Um, shout out to Craven, though, because he is a pretty cool character. Like, the idea is that he just wants to hunt, you know? So, it is a pretty cool move on that. Next, we got Venom 24. This one, the symbiote is going to be taking over Dr. Doom. Oh, one of the best mm-hmm. villains in Marvel. Man. And uh, boy, they need to get him in the MCU ASAP. Mm-hmm. X-Force 43. We're going to see how X-Force is dealing with the post-Geonosis. Uh, I guess it's, uh, what is it now? Krakoa. <laughs> they changed the name. Um, X-Men has been falling apart. So we're going to see how X-Force is dealing with that post-craziness. Mm-hmm. Next, we have Fantastic Four Annual number one. You guys who are not familiar with comic books, annuals are usually one-off stories. They're thicker than the normal comic book. It is kind of like, hey, if you haven't been reading any Fantastic Four, pick up this one issue so you can get a little feel for it. And then, you know, you can go on with the rest of your day. Um, So that is my, that's always fun to pick. They're a dollar more than the normal comic book, but they are well worth it. There's a lot more pages. My number one pick for you guys to check out this week is Dark Knights of Steel number 12. This is the finale of the series. I've talked about this book extensively in the past, but I'll talk about it again on Wednesday. But it's what if Superman landed in a medieval version of Earth mm-hmm. and yeah, Batman's family is actually the ruling family and 
Anyways, his family has a cover. It's so, so, so good. It's ridiculous. And uh, I hope you guys check it out. They they just did a, I won't say who it is, but we just found out that Alfred's not really Alfred. And oh. uh, it's awesome who he really is. <laughs> what is oh, Sir Alfred? I'm not going to tell you. Oh, uh, so we're going back in the past. Oh, yeah. Maybe I shouldn't spoil it. So it's back in the past, but it's all today's character. So Alfred's right. got to be related to him then if that's the Wayne family, like 200 years ago or 500 years ago, whatever. What if it's just another DC character who's able to be a disguise? <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. No spoilers, Javid. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Let's wrap things up with you guys' recommendation for the week. I will say my recommendation for the week was going to be Dark Steel. So, mm-hmm. our Dark Knights uh, of Steel. So, please go check that out, guys. It, the, the final one, you can get all 12 on uh, the DC streaming service. So, it's probably worth it. Nice. I'm going to yeah. say uh, Catch Up on Saga, the new yeah. issue. Uh, let's see, 65 came out uh, last month. So, September 20th, issue 66 comes out. I just went to the comic book shop today because I was like, oh, yeah, the episode, the recent one came out when I was on vacation. No, I got the most recent one right before I went on vacation. So, I'm yeah. chomping at the bit for the next one. So, yeah, Saga is really good. And I've been watching um, Better Call Saul. I've almost caught up with that. If you guys haven't seen it, it's been out for a while. I'm way behind, but it's such a good show. It's the, the plot thickens with every episode. I'm behind on that one too, dude. Don't <sighs> feel bad. Oh, you got to kid. <laughs> hey, Attack on Titan, bro. I'm telling you, if you want some <laughs> amazing dramas, there's always something to watch. But the oh, yeah. is like, I need multiple TVs lined up. Yeah. And be able to split my personality. <laughs> yeah, split your attention between three shows. That's yeah. what yeah. so my dad used to have. He had like, when he was watching like, basketball games and stuff yeah. he had one tv he had two on top and then he had one right next to him there you go oh, he would play some video games all one watch a basketball game and I keep it on the well, same he, he would have on the tv down here be like the main game he was trying to yeah. watch the mm-hmm. big tv was just like a secondary game two smaller tvs just like the two other games things so yeah. you could just look up oh that's just cool so yeah that is nice especially like for football i mean i love football but there are definitely slow times yeah so that's a good one uh, what's your recommendation for the week in regards to shows, video games? Whatever you think people should be checking out. Right now, I think the big thing, you know me as a big puzzle game player. Yeah. Tetris Effect connected, whole bunch of different updates. There's now really? a single player mode for classic mode. There's journey mode, which essentially is just a deep dive into the music mm-hmm. behind the game and just allows you to kind of feel what the Tetris Effect is, where you kind of just get in the zone of playing a game and kind of just go on autopilot. So it's okay. just interesting that they kind of train you with it by using yeah. music and just kind of all oh, really. So it's kind of a music based game in a sense. But yeah. like every time you place the pieces down and when you clear a line, the the music emphasizes, mm-hmm. it gets louder. Really? And then it'll go into the main court chorus. It'll go into, you know, the bridge. It'll go into each one as you continue to clear lines. So if you're building very quickly, the music is going to be a little bit faster. The pacing will get faster. Nice. And as the level increases or the speed increases, the music is completely different. Really? So you'll get, you know, you'll be playing a very fast level, fast level, fast level. You go to the next stage and the level is very slow. So it's very calm music, very relaxing music. Mm-hmm. I've played journey mode multiple times, just casually, mm-hmm. just because it's fun to do. And it yeah. just like, it makes you adapt very quickly. So that would be my recommendation. Say the same thing again. Tetris effect connected. There you go, guys. Check yeah, that out. That sounds like a lot of fun. I know. I, I always play, whenever I do play Tetris, I'm like, oh, I love this game. And then I get frustrated at a certain point when I suck. And then I'm like, nope, <laughs> so stupid. What am I playing? I'm just going to do the soundtracks. I like the music. Yeah. Um, all right, guys. Thank you very much for joining us this week. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Peace.